podcast on unshakable confidence, lessons in self-love, teaches you how to reprogram your subconscious mind by implementing positive habits. Keep listening and step into your dream self now. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy today because I have Samantha and this feels like the perfect time to do this episode because I'm so inspired by the way that Samantha lives her life. She has her own business, but she always embodies this energy of calm goddess calling in things to her. It's never this rough, you know, I need to work all the time. I need to do this. I need to do that. It's she is the energy and that's what's coming to her. And it's so beautiful and inspiring to me. So Samantha, can you please introduce yourself? Yeah. Oh, what a lovely intro. Thank you for seeing me. Um, introductions. Well, my name's Samantha. You got that. Um, you know, I used to start these podcast episodes with like, I'm a business coach or I'm a Reiki practitioner or, you know, intuitive different things. And really like what I've found in the last few months is I really teach women how to do magic. Like, that's it. And it's either specifically in their business and the magic that they want to create is money um, and calling more money into their life. A money that is also aligned with doing something that feels really good for them, doing something in exchange for that money that feels like it's really part of their purpose and part of their calling in this specific lifetime. Or now what I've really opened up to is women who want to call in love, women who want to call in deeper relationships, people who want to call in just more purpose and more joy in their life. So that's really what I spend my days doing. And it's the best. Mm, That sounds amazing. So did you always start out teaching women how to do magic? Or was there something else that you started with and you got more into the space as you grew as a person? I think I always was, but a lot of my time when I started my business, say six years ago, was spent mostly learning how to do my own magic Mm. and really, and that is really just understanding yourself. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lot of time, depending on how many years you've lived, um, kind of living life based on what other people want you to do, um, rather than like how you genuinely want to spend your time. And so I think I, I always was as a business coach, cause I started out business coaching. Um, you know, you can't really go through starting a business and not come out on the other side and start to witness how your magic works. Um, even if you are working, like I used to work, which was like much more in my masculine and much more motivated by fear and scarcity than it was by like pleasure and joy and connection. Still, even if you're still operating under that more like patriarchal model, you'll still find your magic. You'll still find ways where like, wow, like I felt really good today and I like got a lot done, but I didn't like beat myself up about it. But back then I just got glimpses of that because I was still trying to figure out like who I was. And so, yeah, it was not always like that. I even was laughing to myself in the intro because I've just, I've come such a long way from how I used to work. And it's really lovely to hear that being recognized. Mm. Oh yeah. It's like it, you can't ignore it. You can't not see it because 
Like whenever I think about you or I look at your account or I listen to your podcast, I get this energy of I am this queen sitting on this throne just calling in things to me super easy and effortless and like aligned and purposeful and like the energy is there and even going to your master class like you were so embodied and it was the most inspiring thing for me because I don't think I've ever seen a woman in business making money who also has that other side to her. Like there's that beautiful duality. I don't think I've ever really experienced that in my life. And I have also a lot of other women in my circle who are struggling with this. You know, they're they're saying, okay, I have to send 30 cold DMs today and I have to book my strategy calls every week to, you know, And this is the structure and this is like what we're taught and we're not taught to come at it in a way of like, okay, I'm making magic. So like, what is your advice to those women? And and me too, like, what is your advice to us where we want to step into more of that lifestyle? Yeah, well, I think that honestly, even in the way that you presented the question and the, not the question, the problems that women are having, the answer is in that, like, We are taught by marketers and by coaches that you focus on the strategy. And most entrepreneurs are looking for a strategy. They're looking for structure. They're looking for a system, a method, a formula. And what we're doing is we're bypassing the person. And if you want a personal brand, like your brand is emanating from you. And so like the most important part of your marketing and your sales and your launch strategy is you and your energy. It's like truly somebody asked me the other day, they were like, you know, if you could tell everybody one thing about marketing and sales, like one piece of advice, what would it be? And I'm like, truly, I believe that it's 99% building your spirit, getting in touch with how your spirit moves, what makes you feel amazing and really getting to understand yourself and how you operate, what gives you energy, what drains your energy, what motivates you, what demotivates you, and 1% a strategy. Because really, there's only a handful of marketing strategies. It's like cold DMs, content creation, ads, webinars, workshops. These are all things I teach inside of a program. And they're important. Like, they really are. They're important. There are things that you need to do in order to get somebody to purchase from you. You need to have a sales page. You need to have, you know, a way to accept their money, all of these things. But what the most important thing to do first is to check in with your energy. Mm-hmm. And I just have a rule that I do not show up <laughs> unless I can get my energy in a place that feels like myself, because I think that all of our true nature, especially as women is, soft is powerful is magnetizing is beautiful is radiant is attractive and if i'm not in that energy then anything that i put out there is likely going to attract a frequency that i don't really want to attract Mm. wow this is so good and it makes so much sense because i've come across some people who say It's like 95% your energy and your feeling state. And then it's 5% like the action that you take. And that feels so much more aligned because it's true. Like if you're not feeling good about yourself and who you are, you're probably not going to show up in a way that is 
is good for what you're trying to create. So this kind of moves into like the energy audit activity that you have on your podcast. You explained so beautifully. So um, how, how important is like the energy audit and how do you do it? Yeah, so an energy audit is a part of just energy management and really understanding that your energy dictates your life. And specifically, your energy and how you feel throughout the day is going to dictate how quickly or how slow time moves. And so if you're listening to this and you feel like you just don't have enough time to send the DMs, to create the offer, to you know, market, your lunch period is just so small and it's you're running out of time, that's a sign that your energy is not right. Because if you have a lot of energy to do something and you have a lot of energy to do a task, you always have enough time because you're actually collapsing time with your presence and with your focus. And your energy needs to be right in order for you to be present. Like we speed up and slow down time, yes, based on our energy, but mostly based on our presence. And we know that if our energy isn't right, we can't be present. Like we're distracting ourselves, we're nervous, we're overthinking things, we're in our head, we're getting caught up in ego thought. And so one of the best ways to start really understanding how to manage your energy and to work with your energy and get in touch with it is to do an audit. And so an audit is essentially just sitting down and creating two lists, things that drain your energy that you're consciously aware of. And sometimes you're not consciously aware that things are draining your energy. And so you can just look throughout a day and just notice I did this task and it's going down. I did this task and it's going up. So you have one column with what's draining your energy. And then you have another column, which is what's nourishing you. And I like the word nourish because to nourish something is to put energy into something for its long-term growth. It's like you're nourishing something, you're fertilizing it, you're giving it all of this, you know, important nutrients for it to grow over time. And so create those two lists and start to just write down what those are. And I think that we live in a culture right now that's very much like if something isn't working, like burn the house down, like leave the husband, rebrand, pivot completely, like drop out of school, like whatever. And I definitely used to be more like that. Like I would rename my Instagram a million times. I would pivot my niche. I would like do all of these things. I would delete Instagram if it felt like it was overwhelming me instead of realizing that the things on your drain list, you can actually just tweak You don't have to just get rid of them. Like you can actually get in there and decide to recreate your relationship with those things to be more supportive for you. Mm, Wow. I love what you said um, in one of your podcast episodes, just what you were saying about retweaking it. Like you don't have to cut out the phone completely, but maybe only use social media in a different way when it feels better for you and that's so true that we often go to like extremes in our life with society now it's like oh my god I have to just block this person I have to just delete this and just get rid of this and do this crazy thing and I think when you're living in extremes it's never good so re-identifying that relationship with those triggering things can really help what would you say is more important removing or re-identifying the bad things or implementing more of the good things 
So, hmm, that's a great question. I think that, well, one, even just being conscious, and I do it all the time, of removing language of like bad or good. Because Mm -hmm. I used to say, for example, like Instagram is bad for me. It's bad for my mental health. And most people who are listening to this probably would agree. Like they've said like Instagram is just bad for my mental health. It's bad for my attention span. It's bad for my confidence. And what this does, this energy audit, it requires you to sit with yourself and get curious. And so like, let's take Instagram. So what I realized was, is like, I'm using this language and I'm developing this really unhealthy relationship with Instagram where I'm like, it's making me anxious. It's making me distracted. I'm on it all the time. It's just not feeling good. And so I'm like, okay, but here's the thing. I'm a creator and I want, you know, big book advances and I want a large impact. And I want all these things that a following can really help me move forward in my purpose and in what I want to do in this lifetime. So I'm like, okay, I have to figure out what specific parts of Instagram are actually triggering me and are actually not as supportive as they could be for my mental health. And so I got like really deep with myself and sat with Instagram. It's not Instagram. It's the way that I'm engaging with Instagram. It's people that I'm following on Instagram. And I realized like probably a year ago that I was just following way too many coaches like Mm -hmm. and I think that's really normal because when you start to you know declare a niche the algorithm says oh you're interested in these things so they send you a lot of people so now it looks like everyone in the world is doing what you're doing which is not true and that makes you feel like oh my gosh I have so much competition and then also you're consuming so much which the more you consume the less you actually have capacity to create Mm -hmm. and so I'm like okay I have to bring my consumption of similar content way down and so that meant muting and unfollowing and I need to set up really serious boundaries for myself. And so for me, like I delete Instagram pretty much six out of seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So I will have it deleted. I go on, I download it and I post, I respond to my DMs. I do those things. I post on my stories and then I get off. And so for me, that was like, okay, what I had to eliminate was this idea that I needed to be posting morning, afternoon and night on stories. Mm -hmm. That was something that I was taught five years ago. Like you need to be constantly relevant, showing up in people's fields or those little story circles are going to be filled with other people who are posting throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I have only noticed since I have implemented this tool, like literally double the amount of people watching my stories and I'm not posting stories all day. Mm-hmm. Like I usually get on and I post a bunch and then I get off again. And so really it's to me, like not even taking away or adding in more. It's just doing whatever you need to do to make it most supportive for you regardless of what you've heard other experts say to you. Mm. I think what you said really resonates with me because it goes to show like when we have a certain thing in our life that is triggering for us, we have to remember our power and remember that we are the ones who assign the meaning and value to the things that are occurring around us and the things that are happening Mm. to us and through us because Our reality is not happening to us. It's happening through us based on our opinions and our beliefs about what is happening. You decided and you were empowered enough to say, Instagram is not going to be a bad thing for me. I'm going to use it in a way that empowers me. 
and you made that mindset shift. So like the collective may be seeing it as something else, but you remember your power and you decide, I'm going to see it as this because that's what's beneficial to me. And that's such an important lesson. I love that. Yeah, you summed that up so good. And honestly, if you want, I can take it a layer deeper. Of course. So I truly, truly, truly like to see every single thing in my world as working for me. And, you know, it's not from a toxic positive positivity standpoint. And I know this because I used to do that because it's only toxic positivity when you bypass the very real emotions that are coming up when things in your life aren't working out. So what would be toxic positivity would be, oh, wow, I posted something on Instagram that I spent a lot of time on or that I just thought was really great. My energy was great and whatever. And it doesn't get a lot of likes. It gets like five views on Instagram reels. Toxic positivity is me being like, okay, whatever, it's fine. And just like moving on to something else or deleting it and not feeling like the sadness And like sitting with that for a minute and asking where it's coming from and just like, you know, tending to yourself for a moment. What's actually really productive is adopting what I call like a source as algorithm mindset. And I do this with everything in my life, but we'll do this just specific to the algorithm, which like really wigs a lot of my clients out. And so source as algorithm mindset is basically this mindset that Instagram is literally just source. It's imagine that it's like your highest self, God, the creator, all wrapped, the universe, all wrapped up in one because it is, it's this elusive thing that changes on a whim that we can't control, that we really can't understand. And even the people who create it truly can't understand it because it's created a life of its own. And so to me, what I choose to believe is that just like everything in my life, the algorithm is mirroring every single thing that I need to learn. And so if I'm not growing at the pace that my ego wants to, or that I see other people growing at that pace, I'm like, okay, cool. Like the algorithm is supporting me because everything in my life supports me. And I know that if I'm not growing that quick, it's because I'm not supposed to, because trust me, like I have worked with hundreds of people, seen people grow insane amounts overnight and it crumbled their business Mm. because their nervous system was not ready to support that amount of humans, to support that self-image. They didn't have offers to sell. Their back-end systems were not set up. And so I just know that I am growing at the pace that is perfect for me. I know that my timeline is divine. And I also know that if my post only gets liked by five people and commented by one, that was just a post that was supposed to answer five people's prayers. Like Mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. And like, why is that any less impactful or less rewarding or less purposeful than 10,000 people liking it? That the only difference there is my ego assigning meaning to numbers. But if it, if it really did matter to one person and you're really doing this because you really think that you have something important to share, then you should absolutely feel just as much joy and meaning and purpose in one person saving your post as a hundred. That's so beautiful. And it reminds me a lot of this video that I watched last night. And he was a father talking to his child. His child came up to him with this piece of artwork that they did. And the child said like, oh, what do you think about it? And initially he was going to say, oh, it's great. I love it. And just affirm that. But instead he said, if you're in that situation, 
ask the child, well, what do you think about it? And then just reflect what they think about it. And that eliminates the people pleasing and the looking outside to validate your experience and what you're creating. And that's truly what takes you to that success. And um, also last night I had a realization that, okay, I, I got triggered by something in my reality. I got triggered by my finances. I can choose that, okay, everything seems like it's falling apart right now, but you only have adversity when you're close to achieving your goal. So instead of seeing it as, oh my gosh, I'm in this triggered state, I need to get another job, I need to do something else, I'm going to choose to see it as I'm so close to my goal that this is happening to me. And that just like shifts it and reframes everything. And I think you explain that so beautifully as well. So those are really great topics for people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So... Next, I want to ask you a little bit about, I had a specific question about calling in your partner, but now I feel like I want to ask you about manifesting in general. Like, is this all connected? Could you call in your partner as a result of you just being a better person and not having that specific goal? Like, are, is the specific things that you're manifesting, is it all connected as a result of you just showing up as more of yourself? Like, how does that process work? Hmm. Well, I think it's really different for everyone. And I think that's why, like, I, I always emphasize, like, my magic is not your magic. And the beautiful things about, like, investing in a program by somebody that you are feeling really inspired by or working with a private mentor is that all amazing experts, all amazing mentors, all amazing teachers, they always lead you back to yourself. And I believe that even with business coaches, like, yes, if you join my program, like I have strategies and I have things that have really worked to help make people a lot of money. And at Every single module, I say in some way, if this does not feel like a yes to you, do less of it or change it or throw it away. So like, for example, like with sending out like five DMs, cold DMs, I never send cold DMs. Like, but I have in my course that you can, and here's exactly how to do it. Cause for some people it works, doesn't feel good for me. Like I've gone to a place where I know how to attract it through my content. So I'm like, ah, fuck it. So For me, I just want to say what, say that first, because for, I know what works for me and I know how to help people find the magic that works for them. Um, And in terms of like specificity, I am a specific manifester. So like I, I had over 70 things on my list that I want to call in from a partner and he is every single thing on that list. Now, for other people, they may, I was just having a conversation with a girlfriend about this because three, so me and then two of my other friends, Sky and Jen, so we're all talking about this and me and Sky have both called in our partners um, in the last year and she had like 30 things on her list and I had, I really had like a (laughs) hundred, but I tried to tailor it down, but he's even all of the hundred things. So, um, 
Sky was saying, you know, Jen, you don't need to be so specific on your list. Like, just keep it general, keep it light. It doesn't need to be that specific. And Jen's like, well, but Sam's is so specific. Like, hers is like really specific. So before you set whatever the intention is that you want to manifest, that you want to call in, you really need to check in with your body when you're writing it down or when you're claiming the universe and your body is always going to tell you. And so I would write something down and I would look at it and I would be like, okay, what is this making me feel? And so oftentimes if it was too specific, I could feel that the feeling that I was actually trying to get or the experience that I was trying to, you know, create with this partner, it was actually something else, but I had labeled it as like, um, let's say he needs to be, what did I take off my list? Let me think about this for a second. Uh, what did I take off of my list that I realized? Oh, okay. A motorcycle. (laughs) This is a good one. So I had dated a partner who had a motorcycle. I grew up around motorcycles. My dad had them. Like, it is one of my favorite things to do is just be on the back of a motorcycle. I sound like such a cliche right now, (laughs) but like, I love it. Like, I love adrenaline, but I'm not the person who's going to like jump out of a plane or like buy a motorcycle for myself. Um, But I would love to like be on the back of my person's motorcycle. (laughs) So I remember I had this on my list. And I looked at it and I'm like, damn, that's specific. Like not a lot of people have motorcycles. (laughs) So I'm like really, really, really narrowing this in here. And so then I looked at it and I'm like, okay, this feels maybe like kind of specific, doesn't like feel the best, but I'm like, why do I want this? So I sat with myself and I like imagined the qualities and I imagined the feelings and the sensation I would feel in my body. And it came down to trust. Because if I were to get on the back of a motorcycle, it would be somebody that I trust my life with. Mm. And so it's like, okay, so I'm looking for somebody who I know that I can trust my life with. Mm. And I'm like, okay, who who are the people in my life that I really do trust my life with the most? And what I down to is like, oh, it's people who have a connection with God, mm. <laughs> truly. Like, and God, source, creator, something bigger than themselves. They live a life that has meaning and that is not led by their ego. It's led by something much, much, much bigger. And so then I was like, okay, this person and this one to the top of my list, like has a strong connection with God, with Mm. source, with the creator is led by love. That's pretty far from a motorcycle. Mm. And so really to me, it's like, you have to access the underlying feelings of every single thing that you're thinking about manifesting first and just make sure that you're not leading just with your ego because that's so much easier to access than it is to really sit with yourself and get curious about what feelings, qualities, experiences you want to call into your life. Mm. I think that introspection is so important. And I have done that in the past for my triggers where I'll be like, okay, what is bothering me? Okay, why is that bothering me? Why is that bothering me? What does this say about me? What does this say? And then go seven layers down of continually asking Mm. yourself, what is really the core issue here? And then you come to that core foundational belief that's not in alignment with who you want to be. And I never thought about it from that perspective of, I don't only have to do this for my triggers, but I can also do this for figuring out why I like certain things and why I want certain things. That's such a great... That's such a great thing. That's such a great exercise. 
Totally. And I mean, I've come up with that because honestly, answering the question of what we want, I think is the hardest question to ask on the planet is who we are and what we want. And when I ended my engagement like a year and a half ago, and I was like, wait a minute, like I can do whatever I want. I work remote. I don't have this person now in my life. I didn't be, I didn't want to live where I was living in San Diego. And I was like, oh my God, I can do whatever I want. And then immediately I realized I didn't know what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so what I started to do was just like, like everybody create a manifestation list. And then I had to ask myself, like, why do I think I want that? Where does that come from? And what I realized is that so many things on my list actually were not motivated by how I wanted to live my life or where I wanted to live. It was like, oh, I should move there now because my sister would want me to move there. Or I should move here because my friend is telling me that this is a great place. And so it's to me like the biggest reason why people's manifestations aren't coming true. I don't really believe that it has to do so much with like their self-worth and they don't think that they deserve it. I don't actually think that. I think that's what personal development coaches have tricked people into thinking that they're so much more flawed and broken than they are. I, I don't actually think that people are. I think it's actually just that they're having a hard time understanding what they want and because they're not taking enough time to really sit and get curious with it and make sure that their want is coming from their heart and not from what society is saying will be like shiny or be really great for them to chase out, chase after. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's definitely a lot of that in the community where people will say, oh, you're just broken. You're just, this is your past. And I never like to focus on the past because I feel like it only recreates those negative emotions and focusing on what you're trying to create is always better in my opinion. And um, there's this woman who says when you're trying to manifest, think to yourself, what would I be doing if I had all of the time in the world, all the energy in the world, no one was judging me, money wasn't a thing, you know, it wasn't because someone else told me to do this, it was because I genuinely wanted to do this. And that sounds a lot like what you're saying. And I think that's the best way to go about it, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. So Samantha, how can people find you? Um, Instagram is a great place um, because we don't hate Instagram. At <laughs> um, Samantha.bove is the best way. Um, and also, I think the podcast, She's Too Much, is the podcast. Um, and you'll learn a lot about the different things we're talking about today. And then I'm also launching just a business-specific podcast um, in the next couple of months. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll get a little announcement that that's coming oh my gosh that's so exciting and everyone her podcast is amazing so definitely listen to it (laughs) thank you so much samantha it was amazing to have you today oh thank you for having me If you loved this episode and you want to learn more or you want to sign up for one-on-one coaching, head over to my Instagram at Meg Robbie.